This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 32. Kramer and Jess. Wow. Uncensored. Yeah, it's a lot, right? Thought we'd never make it. That's actually not a not a lie, yeah, sadly no. enough. Um, glad you're here. If you're brand new, we're Kramer and Jess. We do a radio show in Baltimore, and this is our Uncensored podcast. Jess, what's the difference between the radio show and the Uncensored podcast? I'd say the radio show is like Facebook, and the Uncensored podcast would be like TikTok. Only fans. <laughs> I'd be like TikTok and OnlyFans. Naked. <laughs> but we bear our souls to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, thanks for being here. Logan Yuri is on the show today. She is the she's a behavioral scientist, a dating coach, and the director of a relationship science over at Hinge, the dating app. Whoa! She, that's a lot of titles, and she's going to be on to talk about fear of dating again because like, that's where we at. We out here in this world, Jess. Not you. You out here all booed up. So she's going to dissect you. Yeah, man. We're going to see what she has to say about that here. About uh, about ten minutes, she's going to be on. Um, do you want to get serious first or do you want to get not as serious? We can probably get the serious out of the way if you okay, want. Okay, that's fine. Jess feels bad about something she said on the air. And I'm trying to reassure her that like uh, you can't feel bad about this yet. I would say in like two years time. And listen, I'm not, I'm as progressive as can be. Okay. I am, want everyone to feel comfortable. Yeah. I, try to, I try to understand mm-hmm. everybody and where they're coming from. And, you know, uh, I think when transgender was a thing, it took me a second to, like, comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Now I get it just because I've had time to, like, digest it, right? Yeah. Now there's something new that, I mean, it's not brand new. It's but not something, brand new. But we've been hearing about. But I feel like now it's starting to, I think, is Demi Lovato the first one? I don't know. That's the first one I can think of. Uh, that's like use this term. So I'm, I'm sure she's not, but the first one in our world for what you happened? and I. So Demi's podcast just debuted today on the Odyssey app called 4D mm-hmm. Demi. Um, and 4D. 4D. It's okay. And I'm obsessed with Demi. Yeah. I've been a fan of Demi since Disney Channel. I think also this was probably one of the reasons why I felt like I just I was super mad. Because I messed up. But um, in a clip that we played of Demi talking about their new podcast, she announces that she is now, that they are now identifying as non-binary. You can't even say a sentence without, you know, without it. It's just You know what I mean? So now Demi is referring to themselves as they or them. And so we play that clip 
And then right after, I continue to refer to here, Demi do you want to hear as it? Here, her. Here's the uh, here's the clip right here. I think you should be able to hear this. Actually, if you're on YouTube, maybe not. But let me try. I want to take this moment to share something very personal with you. Over the past year and a half, I've been doing some healing and self-reflective work. And through this work, I've had the revelation that I identify as non-binary. With that said, I'll officially be changing my pronouns to they, them. I feel that this best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel most authentic and true to the person I both know I am and still am discovering. Okay. Um, so then we got a text message from a listener. Uh, based, a, very, a very sweet text message, by the way, you yeah. know, saying they love our show and stuff like that. But they said that, you know, you were just talking about Demi in the top three segment. And they said, I know it's fairly new to everyone since they just came out as non-binary. But I think it's really important for all of us to make an effort to respect their new pronouns and help any non-binary youth recognize that people they listen to and admire do care about their identities and want to respect them, which is why it was very important to me to stop acknowledge and correct and apologize because of that reason alone i think that's why i got so bummed is because i was still so oblivious to it and that's why i, I wanted to stop down during the show to show that we care especially for that reason alone yeah more than demi but for i know a lot of kids are going through this and a yeah. lot of people are coming out as this way and i didn't want us to seem tone deaf or that we genuinely didn't care about that because we literally just played a clip of Demi describing how they want to identify themselves. Right. And then for me to continue to refer to Demi as her, I just, I felt really bad. Felt about like a dumb dumb. Yeah. Listen, I, I just felt bad about it. My hope is if you're not listening to this podcast in real time, like if this is not the, this is not May of 2021. I hope this, this conversation sounds so ignorant to you. That'd be my hope, right? They would mm -hmm. like, who are these dummies? How do you not know how to talk about someone who's non-binary? You right, know? right, right. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm progressive. I don't, I don't understand it. And that's to my own fault because I haven't done like taken the time to do the research on it, to be honest with you. Like, should I be as someone that is an influencer of, of things like this? Should I be more prevalently aware of, of it? Like I try to be respectful of it, but I would have, I even when we were talking about, it, I fell into the same trap, you mm -hmm. know, of being like, well, she, 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 she. What's so, what's really tricky about this one is that they, to me, sounds like a group of people. Mm -hmm. It's not like one person is not a they. To me, right now, in my ignorant mindset, like they is a group of people, right? And I assume that that is almost the point. You think of they as a group of people. Mm -hmm. So when non-binary non want to be referred to as they, I think they want to be kind of considered in that where they there are so many different parts of them that they want it all to be included instead of putting being put in a she box or he box because we have all of these you know, ideas of what a woman or a man is supposed is to be. Is that what it is? Is it because you don't want to, f and again, I'm asking questions because I'm completely ignorant. That's you, also an assumption that I'm making as well, but that's what I would feel like because that's what I didn't want to do. And that's why I sympathize because I feel like there are so many people that have been put in a box for so long that have been so afraid to be themselves for so long. So when things like this happen, is it going to be correct right away? A hundred percent of the time? No, but I do think it's important. And I want us to show, I want us to make it a point to show effort that we are trying to make sure that they are seen and heard and acknowledged. So how do our YouTube friends really quick? Hey, Lexi, good morning. Hi, Marissa. Hello, Victoria. Thank you guys for being here. Marissa just said her 11-year-old daughter has a classmate in the same situation mm -hmm. and thinks it's amazing that this generation is making this transition. She's a mom. She's 32 years old. So, yeah, Marissa, like, I, I think it's I, – I guess I just need more education on it. 
and that's my own fault for not seeking it out, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I can't wait for this podcast. It sounds so out of date. I just don't know why someone feels the need to be. Can you just can you just Google non-binary really quick and let's just even get like a, an easy definition to digest really quick of like, because like at eleven, I'm thinking over here to an eleven-year-old. Um, like, what made not, you make not the, relating to, composed of, or involving just two things? Which I get because as a child, and and this and this makes me think of my niece because my niece is. A girl, mm-hmm. but my niece has always referred to herself as a boy, and she has. And again, I mean, she's she's really little, so it's not like she's been able to vocalize like "Don't call me this, don't call me that" or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that my family is very open minded and accepting. You know, so she, you think she's transgendered? I'm, I'm honestly trans. Like, we how don't know, do you... but I, but I don't know though. Yet, you know, she's not old enough to make that to to vocalize for herself where she's at. Yeah, but I could see. As she gets older, when she kind of comprehends and understands more of her own feelings, if this is something that's going to be the case with her, right? you know, because maybe, maybe, you know, maybe she still wants to feel like a girl and a boy, but she doesn't want to particular, particularly be, one be called other. by one or the other because she feels both, you know, but she only, she's only worn boy clothes. She's only wanted to wear boy clothes, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so once, once we notice that, we just like, do you. And so we just kind of is is your is your aunt and your uncle are they cool with that like yes. for real for real mm-hmm. they're I feel like because we're like we're I'm supposed to be a parent by now and like I'm pretty up in mind to stuff like this like if my kid wanted to be whatever they wanted to be I feel like I'd be fine I remember like when just gay the issue of gay was so like oh this is so terrifying um, and now it's just it's like commonplace I don't I think if your child is gay it's not well I'm not gonna say for everyone. But I think it's much more accepted than it was when I was coming up, right? Um, I just, I don't know. I guess I just don't know enough. Mercy said that we're learning, too, how this works, but the kids are paving this um, paving this for us, and our grandparents would certainly not be as open as we are. I'm open to it. I, I guess I just don't get it. Which is fine, I think, as long as we— Is it, it you don't want to fall into those— gender roles that have been set that's what i would think or you don't identify like i don't like so i'd rather just go not relating to composed of or involving just two things i don't just feel this way and i don't just feel that way and i don't want to have to put society's label on me just because that's what you are all used to yeah so let me just do this that's what that's how i take it and that's why i'm trying to respect respect it in that sense you right. know what i mean yeah but then i feel dumb like in moments like this and i know you, you you beat yourself up way harder than i do about stuff like this i just like oh, i screwed that up sorry um i just don't want to sound dumb i just don't want to sound like a dummy when i just feel like i know nothing about it so maybe we'll get somebody in the next couple of weeks to come on and like explain it i think that would be special to us you know yeah uh jorge good morning is it georgia jorge i don't know uh hi tiny t welcome welcome to the the youtube show and thank you for uh for hopping on the uh, the podcast if you're listening I almost feel like podcasting is like the old school way now. You know what I mean? Like this is like the old school method of listening on the old podcast because now you got the YouTube and the video and it's just, there's just a whole lot going on. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Um, You want to get her on? Yeah. Let's get her on. This is our guest today. There she is. Logan, how are you? Hi. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Look at your setup. You're not, your office is so clean. I know. And... It looks so... You look beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. What? <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your lighting situation? This yes. is really... This is strong. Just a regular old Wednesday morning in Houston. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, so good to see you. Uh, I got an email from... Nice to meet you. ...a couple of minutes ago saying you locked yourself out of your apartment, which is super stressful. <laughs> Here I am, though. Yeah. They were nice about letting me back in. You're good. good. Um, well, welcome to our podcast, by the way. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I found you um, from Tom Kelly's show, had you on a couple of weeks ago. And it's, I think, cool to talk to you because you, well, there's a whole lot of titles behind you. You're a behavioral scientist. <laughs> okay. Like we could stop right there and be like, that's pretty amazing, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, you're a dating coach. That alone would be really cool. You're also the director of relationship science over at the dating app Hinge. Um, how, when, when do you have free time? Do you have free time or you don't? I watch a lot of Gilmore Girls, so I seem to find free time. Nice. Girl, okay. that's my favorite show of all time. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, my you. God. So many hours of Gilmore Girls this year. Yes. Always. Never stops. <laughs> Never stops. I just keep going over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, on top of all that, you've, you've now written a book. Uh, it's called How, How to Not Die Alone, which is now you can see it behind you. I see it over here in the corner behind mm -hmm. you. It's there like, it is. It's like you've done this before. Nice. <laughs> That's not typically sitting just like that, is it? Uh, Always be promoting. <laughs> yes, girl. We're here for it. Good for you. Uh, well, for people like Jess may not understand the situation because Jess is in a committed relationship. And I was I was in one of those for quite some time. Quite some time. Logan. Ten years, to be exact. Ten years. It was a nice committed relationship until one day it just wasn't a committed relationship anymore. I was not privied on the information that it was not a committed relationship anymore. <laughs> That was, it happens. Uh, yeah, that was hidden from me. Uh, so my backstory, in case you're new to our podcast, is I yeah I was married for ten years, and then I I, I took about God, how how long until I met? I was like I was like single for six months, and then I was like low key single for six months. Like I was talking to this girl, mm, but it was okay, it was very I feel complex. Like we need to be very transparent yeah. with Logan. Yeah. If like you if you really want to get anything out of this, totally. You have not been in, in any sort of committed situation in three years. However, I feel like you not. I feel like I know that there's oh you've been okay. He didn't call it dating, but there has been women. Yeah. Like the whole time. I'm just having a hard time with that whole commitment thing post-divorce. But he won't commit to anybody. But he wants to 
it's like he wants the benefits of the relationship, but without actually having the commitment of the relationship. And now we're three years into it. <laughs> it was cute for about six months, and that's <laughs> and not. And it's, yeah. it's been three years. It's not really cute anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I. So that's what happened. So then I, you know, I was kind of like trying to figure it out with this one girl. It just didn't work out. Then I'm like, you know what? I don't want. I. I don't want. I don't want any drama. I don't want any drama. I've just felt like it's been ten years of just in a relationship. I'm just gonna have fun, right? So for like six months, I just had fun. Um, then I was. Then the. Well, then I lost my job, and the pandemic hit. And then we have now moved to another state and then we're in pandemic and winter. And then I'm like, you know what? Like eventually I'm going to have to like do something. Mean, I guess I don't have to do something romantically, but I feel like it's been three years. I should start at least thinking about what a relationship even looks like for me at this point. Right. But you've come out with a term, which is FODA, which is an acronym for fear of dating again. And do you want to give the idea of what's behind that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to hear everything more about your situation shifts and sure. all of the casual relationships you're in. Anything but yeah, want. FODA is a term we came up with at Hinge. It's about people reemerging into the dating scene after the pandemic. You know, we've been through this year plus of collective trauma. People just have lost their social skills. They're nervous about safety. Everyone's just a little rusty. And so what we found at Hinge was 75% of people are looking to get into a relationship this summer, not just that casual hookup, hot back summer, but then you pair that with the fact that everyone's really nervous. So it'll be interesting to see what emerges this summer. Well, there's a whole lot of new rules out there, right? Like it just, it, right. Number, thing number one is the social skills are just lacking. Yeah. How the do you even hit is, on somebody? Mm -hmm. Confidence you know? has been shot to hell. Yeah. I just, before when I was having fun, it was easy. It was almost like a system that I had just had this perfected of just, it was the mm -hmm. same stories, the same, you know, that I was able to mm -hmm. try it, joke out on one girl, I worked for one, I'll use for the other ones, a story I'm one, you know, it's just, it was a system. Mm -hmm. I don't have any of that anymore. That all of that is gone. And just even being around friends is, seems so foreign to me. So dating is a whole new thing. Then, of course, you get into the whole vaccine, mask, are you, aren't you, do you ask that question? Yeah. To me, it almost seems like I want to ask that question straight up. I'm vaccinated. And not that I'm necessarily worried about anything happening anymore, but more of like, I want you to take this as seriously as I do. But now that's somehow become a taboo kind of question to ask. Because people are like, oh, you shouldn't be asking about vaccinations, and it's it's my own personal choice, none of your business. We talked about this on the radio a few weeks ago, and no, you can't ask about that. That's a, it's my hip HIPAA laws prevention. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> what is like, what are people supposed to be doing with post pandemic dating now? I mean, I think you nailed it when you said we're feeling awkward in all types of social situations, including with our friends. Like, I had a friend call me a weekend or two ago crying after her parents came to visit and she thought she had done all these things wrong. And when we really talked about it, she was just exhausted. She hadn't spent 48 hours nonstop with anyone except her boyfriend in a year. And she just, she's a super social person. She was just so out of her element. And if someone like that, very extroverted is crying after a weekend of social interaction, like I think we're just all feeling a little raw and that's okay. And so yeah, my step one for any social interaction, including dating is just be real with the person right? You show up and you say, 
to be honest, I feel a little nervous right now. Like it's been a while since I've gone on a date. And then the other person takes a sigh of relief and says, oh, me too. I feel super anxious right now. And you don't have to talk about the pandemic or your anxiety for the rest of the time. But now you're starting from a point of connection where you're like, oh, we're both kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. Now let's do what we can to be compassionate and make each other feel better as opposed to pretending that we're way more comfortable than we are, which that never really leads to a great conversation, right? You want to start from that place of authenticity of this is what's going on for me right now. Mm-hmm. And is that, I mean, what are you guys seeing over at Hinge when it comes to, I, I saw something a couple of weeks ago, a survey that had mm-hmm. come out of talking about like you get more swipes or I guess in the Hinge world, it'd be more the the hearts on if you say you're vaccinated versus if you don't. Oh, like in your bio? Yeah, like if you've actually put it in your bio. Oh, really? Are you guys seeing, do you have any kind of science behind we, that? Yeah, we've gotten press requests about that, but we haven't done specific research into it. I would just say, kind of going back to what you said earlier, like this is a chance to see, are you on the same page as someone, right? Can you have a hard conversation? And this is something we have gotten, we have done research on in the last year is that before people would go out, everything was casual. The only thing you're talking about is which bar are we meeting at? Suddenly during the pandemic, when you're meeting up in person, it's who's in your quarantine pod? Will you be wearing a mask? Um, Are we gonna socially distance? And so you forced to have a hard conversation earlier and maybe you decide this person's actually not trustworthy or you don't, feel comfortable communicating with them. Okay, well, that's data. That's maybe Mm -hmm. they're not a good match for you. And so people are being forced to have hard conversations earlier, including now about the vaccine. Did you guys see a decline in usage during the pandemic? Because I was always wondering what other people, I basically was, I mean, between, I had too many life transitions (laughs) going on. I didn't have time to really Yeah, I want to hear that. You know? Um, was anyone even using them? Obviously, I know that I mean, no, we know were, they were, but, were, but there, did you see? A, so we saw an explosion in growth. Really? Crazy growth. Yeah. I mean, even March 2020, which was when I joined Hinge, just our numbers were so high because people are, you're not meeting somebody at your cousin's wedding. You're not yeah. hitting on someone in line at the coffee shop. You're at home on your couch on Netflix on the dating app. And it was the only safe way to meet people, especially at the beginning. And so we saw an increase in how many messages you were sending, how many people you were messaging, just really high numbers. And I think throughout the dating app space, you really saw that because people who were holdouts to dating apps were like, yes, I got to give it a try. This is the one place people are meeting. And video dating exploded. There was a lot of changes. I really think that dating will always be a little change from this year of the pandemic. Sure. What I mean, so going back to the whole photo idea, what do you recommend to people that are are just – feel I don't like things to get past that yeah mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm necessarily fearful of it mm-hmm. I do I you, do you're you think I'm fearful of it I, you you have I think that there it, there's PTSD and a major fear that has kept you from doing any sort of serious commitment I, I think in it's three more, years it's more of everything I think that my mm-hmm. photo comes from a lot different than just the pandemic of so course. I'm, yes. let's focus on like a, a let's focus on people that had a normal life for, three, for the last okay. three years and like and then we can go to my crazy life but like what's what what is step one if you're like, I don't even know how to get back into this dating world mm-hmm. post-pandemic? 
Yeah. So in my book, I break people down into three categories of what's holding them back from finding love. And the first type is the romanticizer. And they believe in the soulmate. They think there's one person out there for them. They think they're going to have the meet cute. And they're very obsessed with, I just have to find my one person. And if it's not effortless, it must not be the right person, right? They love love. Sure. The second type is the maximizer. And they're always wondering what else is out there? You know, could she be 5% hotter, 10% mm. funnier, all those things. And so they really are suffering from this grass is greener thing. Mm. And then the third type is the hesitator. And they feel like they just are not ready to date, right? I'll be ready to date when I move, when I lose 10 pounds, when I have a more impressive job, it whatever like it is. And they you. always, they <laughs> always feel like they're going to be ready to date eventually. And so in the pandemic, you're seeing a lot of people that are now hesitators where they're like, I'm just not ready. And they're always waiting. And so my advice to hesitators is just get out there and start dating, right? Maybe the first five dates are going to be bad and you're going to forget how to tell jokes, but you'll yeah. dating is a skill. You'll just yeah. get better at it. And so unless it's really causing you a lot of trouble to go out there, understand that you're going to fail in the beginning and get better and just build up that skill set again. That's really interesting. Is that, I mean, is that pretty much a rundown of the book? That's a big frame of the book is okay. like, what are the tendencies? What are the patterns holding you back from finding love? Because sometimes in dating coaching, people are like, I just have to go on more dates. Like I just have to go on a hundred dates in the next two years. I'm like, no, I think you would do that and still be single because you're repeating <laughs> your same bad habits over and over. It's not about quantity. It's yeah. actually breaking your bad patterns. And that's why the book's called How to Not Die Alone. It's like, you're doing what you're doing. You're heading in a direction. Let's shift the direction. And so the first part is called getting ready. And it's like, let's diagnose the bad patterns and then give you some ideas for changing them. Mm. I literally though, like every one of those you said, I'm like, wait, no, wait, that one's me. Like I literally- <laughs> You can be a little bit of all three. Can you be especially... a little bit of all three? Because I think maybe because <laughs> yeah. of everything that, we've, that I've been through, Mm -hmm. I think I've been a little bit of all of those just <laughs> yes. at, at once, you know, like, yeah. What do you think is the number one thing right now? If you're like the reason, well, maybe you want to be single, but if you're like the reason I think I'm single right now, is it unrealistic expectations of relationships, unrealistic expectations of a partner or unrealistic expectations of yourself? Oh my God. It's like, it's, uh, I, I think I could easily say it's all three of those. And that makes okay, me terrified that's because possible. I mean, honestly, when it first started, it was, I'm fearful of, I, I don't want to feel the pain of rejection again. That's how it mm -hmm. started probably two and a half years ago. Then mm -hmm. I got a taste of it. It's like a taste of blood. Right. And I was like, Ooh, this mm -hmm. is kind of fun. The power and control. Just that you the, had. the ego of it all yes. of like, of like, Oh my God. Like all, it went from like this, I feel so rejected. No one's ever going to love me to like, oh, to wait, out of control. everyone loves me. Oh, this is fun. Mm -hmm. So then I would just start dating a ton because 10 years in a, a marriage where I didn't feel loved or yeah. didn't feel that attention. I think that I felt very, uh, it was just this very. You were craving it. It was craving it. Ego right? boost. Ego yeah. boost. Needed it, right? Okay. So then there's that part. But now it's like, oh, well. How am I supposed to know what the one looks like? I'm still having fun with all of, you know, just thinking about the idea of many. And I. But one is just never enough. What if though. I meet somebody else? Mm -hmm. Like I meet one. I'm like, she's great. Like she's great. Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. And then I'll find one thing and I'll kind of harp on it for a while. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. Then what, what, could I find somebody that maybe, yeah, yes. was, mm -hmm. didn't have that quality, had everything that's great about him, but didn't have that one thing that was bad. 
Um, or is there somebody out there that would be more fit for me? Or would there be <clears throat> somebody hotter? Or would there be somebody that's more successful? You know, just all these things. Just yeah. I'm scared to make that commitment, knowing that what I already messed it up once. So how do I know I'm not going to mess it up again? Kind of thing. That sounds like the maximizer to me where you're just like, okay, I want a little bit of her and a little bit of her and make this Frankenstein person, and which I, maybe, the, maybe you're still reeling from the divorce and maybe, you know, you're just getting over it. I think it depends what your motivation and goals are right now. Like, are you trying to be in a relationship? Do you want to get married again? If you just want to keep doing this, then it's serving your purpose right now. I think it's really please, about like where are you headed. Please tell Jess this, by the way. <laughs> please but, tell Jess this. Be respectful to the people, right? You don't want to be leading that's people. What I'm, that's, that's my right. issue. That's, that is my yeah. issue because he's saying all of these things, but then it's like the tendencies of being in a committed yeah. relationship that was falling into these situationships. And then also mm -hmm. I have a question. How do you find the balance of, I think like the state of mind that he's in and he's, he just has all of these like boxes that he needs to check off. This is what I'm dealing mm -hmm. with. This is what I'm not mm -hmm. dealing with. This is what I, 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 I want, which I understand because he was in this situation for so long where he wasn't getting what he wants. But how do you find a balance of that? Mm -hmm. And then also compromising with another human being and not being so just like me focused. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are all great points. Yeah. So I definitely have interviewed plenty of people who say, I'm getting out of a breakup. I'm just looking for something casual. And I meet up with women. I say, I really am enjoying spending time with you. I'm just looking for something casual. And sometimes the woman says, that's not for me. And sometimes she's like, great, me too. Let's have fun. So yes, step one is just being upfront about what you're looking for. That's how to avoid being that F boy that everyone hates. Right <laughs> well, <now. laughs> can I be, can I be honest about that too? Is because what I found is I'm, I'm typically pretty upfront about that. Typically. Um, but then after, and, then, and at first women are typically okay with it until they're not. Yeah. Anymore. Until he starts yeah. being like their boyfriend and then they think he's going to be their boyfriend. And then he's like, oh, but I told you in the beginning, this and this and this and this and this. So that's when the whole, I'm, I'm going to act like we're in a relationship thing comes in, even mm -hmm. though. It's my third date theory. Look at me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a behavioral scientist over here all of a sudden. Like it's my third date theory. <laughs> if you add the word theory to anything, it sounds very professional. Right. right? Like I could do this. My third date theory is that literally I get three, even if I tell them it's casual, I get three dates until they're like, well, what is this then? And I'm like, oh, but I told yeah. you. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's see. I think in their head, even but, if you tell when, and I'm just obviously speaking mm -hmm. from my experience of, of man to But how yeah, is yeah. your behavior though? How is your behavior that gets them to that point? It's not just casual. It's not casual behavior, well, which is why you find yourselves in, in the, in these like super intertwined, complicated situations. Well, let's ask, uh, let's ask a, a true professional. What is casual dating? I mean, I totally see both of your points. And there's this term I've heard, I didn't come up with it called a future faker, which is someone mm. who's like, Oh, I, you know, I'm invited to a wedding in June. And I'd love you to be my date. And when our birthdays come around, we're going to do this together. And then the woman does get excited. And she's like, he seems really serious about me. And so for you, you're like, I gave the warning, right? There's the warning at the, the warning. beginning of the movie, whatever, R-rated, PG-13, <laughs> but then your actions are maybe not reflecting that. And yes. so I think this is really, I think it comes down to integrity. And that's something that you have to define for yourself. What does acting with integrity mean to you when it comes to having your actions be the same as your words? And look, you were married for 10 years. So what you mostly know how to be is a husband. And so are you being a husband to these women after two or three dates, maybe you're confusing them. And so I think I can't tell you what to do, but are they getting confused because of 
themselves or because your behavior is confusing. Mm, wow. It's like you've done this before a couple of times. <laughs> How are you in a relationship? Let's turn this on you for I just imagine when you do oh, yeah. this all day, are you just like perfect oh, sure. at this kind of stuff? Oh, no, not at I all. I feel like it'd be super um, intimidating to be, okay, does your husband, you guys have like, are you, are you like, wait a minute now, this is exactly how shouldn't be doing it because you, I mean, you're very No, my obviously... husband is much smarter than me in all things, <laughs> including relationships and his, um, his mom's a therapist. And I feel like I couldn't do this job if it weren't for him. He taught mm. me a lot of the stuff. And also he's so, he's super funny and he's always like, I'm your proof of concept. Like you got to stick around baby or else. You have no credibility here. Aww. So that's true. You can't, yeah. have, the, the relationship pro can't have a failed relationship. Then what, right? Yeah. Now, then what? How's that going to work? <laughs> that's so I don't know. Yeah. And it's a, it's a complicated world out there. And like, you're right. I think that I, so much of it happens right now. If I, if I stay, well, just in your professional opinion, how long can a guy keep going down this maximizer route without just looking terrible? Cause I honestly, like I, shame myself because I'm like, I should be ready for more. It just depends what you want. Like I work with men who are 43 year old bachelors who say I was always career focused. Now I'm ready to have a wife and kids. I want to learn how to do it. And I can help them, but they do have 43 years worth of habits and patterns that they've built up. And so it takes a while to overdrive them. There's people who never want to find a partner. That's fine. I think I like to work backwards from your goal. So what is your goal right now? And then let's see, are the Mm. behaviors that you're doing in line with it? Or are you actually kind of distracting yourself and wasting time? Like, do you know what you want right now? Interesting. And I think that's honestly a part of the problem too, is I'm so career focused right now. Like I was Mm -hmm. relationship focused for so long and now like things have shifted so much in my career that I've just, when we just moved here for this job, I've got another side job that I do with some podcasting stuff. I just, it takes up my whole day. Like even like the, like thinking mm-hmm. of the time today, but then there's of course that part of me that's like, yeah. I need to like get the ball rolling. I'm th- almost 38. I need to like get the ball going. Do again. you have a goal? Like, do you have an answer you can give her? I don't, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it even, even looks like right now. And it, I don't even know if that's, that's, a- that's the homework that I would give you. I think that I can't tell you if your behavior right now is in alignment or not in alignment. Cause I don't know where you're headed, but just do some journaling about what you want, right? Do you want to wake up in five years drinking coffee next to your wife? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to have a house with someone? Or actually, is that sort of not what you want? And society is just telling you that's what you want. I think Mm -hmm. you really have to get clarity on where you want to go and then reverse engineer the path to get there. Because until you really know what you want, how can you tell anyone else what you want? Mm -hmm. Dang, Mm -hmm. it's wise. You could have saved me three years of trouble if you would have done this interview just uh, back in 2019. Well, let me ask you one question before we let you go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't I don't like dating apps. I mean, I've got I've got mm-hmm. I've got Hinge. You know, I I don't personally like that for a couple of different reasons. One, I find it to be it's pulling out my worst qualities, which is picking a person on their looks alone. And I you, you know you might sit here and say, but they write about themselves. To me, it's all the same. When I read it, it's most, there's some people that are different, but it's like, I like dogs, I like yoga, I like hiking. Okay. I, I of course then only will go by looks before I'll start a conversation. Number two, I don't feel like my style of conversation hits right on dating apps. I don't think that my, um, yeah, it comes across sarcasm does not work well on, uh, 
Yeah. On dating apps. He put extreme cuddler at one point, and I was like, <laughs> I don't think that's. Come I don't on, think look. We see? Should. What, what do you think about extreme cuddler in a profile? Would that freak you out? What kind of advice would you I give I think it's that? funny, but I could, I just coincidentally, I recently saw him in a bunch of dating Facebook groups, and somebody put something about how they were turned off by someone talking about cuddling too much. So, yeah. anyway, everything can be misinterpreted. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm laughing, but I can also see why it backfired. Extreme cuddler with just an X, just an X, like it was an X. Okay, it's fine. Just get at me for like for days about that one. Um, but that's so that's two reasons why I don't like them. But I understand they're almost like yeah. a, a must in in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, it's, it's pretty common the way people meet. Yeah. What? How in the hell? This is where I this is where I get stuck mm -hmm. every time. How in the hell do I send the right first message? Because I feel like I strike mm -hmm. out the second I step. If I can get that just a few things going i'm mm -hmm. good but i feel like i strike out i don't know if i'm supposed to go in too funny i then i go in the mm -hmm. other way and i'm like well maybe this is too much let me back it down and just say hi how's your day and then i see feel mm -hmm. like i'm boring and there's nowhere to go with yeah. it i'm just with anybody in real life i can have a perfectly normal conversation but for some reason in typing it just doesn't translate for me yeah so first of all commend you on your self-awareness that you know that dating apps bring out a superficial side of you. I think that is useful just to acknowledge and right. hopefully as the world's opening back up, you can meet people in a lot of different ways. I think sometimes we give the dating apps too much power. Like they're not controlling us. They are just another way to meet people, right? It's in some ways the modern matchmaker, like I wouldn't have met you because we don't have mutual friends, but we'll meet on the app. As soon as you go on a first date, it's like as if you had met anywhere else. And so I think just don't put too much power into it in the first place. In terms of your question specifically about opening lines, I like to think, and I really can speak about Hinge and Hinge profiles because that's where I've done my research. Your profile is actually your opening line. So your profile is, who am I? What am I about? What do I want to talk to you about, right? It's like walking into a bar wearing a Game of Thrones t-shirt. You're like, this is who I am, come talk to me about Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone listening, not just you, put stuff on your profile that you want to talk about because that's going to lead to the types of conversations you want. And, and so for you, thoughts. yeah, for you, you know, as a heterosexual guy, I'm imagining you're sending more of the messages than you're receiving. And so look at the person's profile and comment on something specific and not the most obvious thing, right? So Chris Rock has this line, like if a girl's name is Eve, don't walk up to her and say like, hey, I'm Adam. Right, yes. Right, right, right. And so like you, you're you funny for a living. I'm sure you can come up with stuff. So don't comment on her first photo, comment on her fourth photo, put more effort in. And so the, the formula I like is something like, um, I noticed blank and you talk about something on their profile, then you relate it to something with yourself. Like I noticed that you go to this beer garden. Um, I also love that beer garden and I had my 30th birthday there. What are some other spots you like in the city? And so Aww. you're, you know, comment, show notice, it, connect with something to you and then ask a question and that'll turn into a conversation. But even that I think is a little bit tame. What I really like, which you might be good at is kind of hot takes. So if somebody says like, I'm really proud of knowing the best beer gardens in the city. You write back and you say like, it's this one, prove me wrong. Like get into kind Pretty. of like a, a fun debate. Okay. Don't send the, hey, how are you? That's like so lame. Every No one wants to respond to that. And send fewer, better messages. You're going to get into fewer, better conversations. It's mm. not about quantity. Mm, look at that. Well, you are quite the pro at this. You are quite the pro at this, Logan. Um, you have a book. It is called How to Not Die Alone, and you can get that, I'm sure, on Amazon. Uh, anywhere else you want to plug for that? 
Yeah, all the places. Uh, you know, I read the audiobook. So if you like the sound of my voice, check that out. Um, also, that quiz that we were talking about, uh, the three dating tendencies, if anyone wants to take that, it's at my website, loganyuri.com. And maybe you'll be all three, just like our friend here. Oh, Lord, I know. Wow. <laughs> thank you so yeah, much. Thank you for doing this today. So much fun to talk to you. For Thanks sure. for sharing everything. Talk to you later, okay? Bye. Bye. That's fun. I like her. She's so cool. She's cool. She's like, she knows what she's doing over here. Yeah, duh. Unlike myself. She's That's like, fine. I'm in charge of Hinge. What do you want to know? You know, part of me that for a second, I'm like, I wonder if she's single. <laughs> well, oh my God. That's where my terrible brain goes. Okay. <sighs> so you going to do anything with that information nope. or? No. <laughs> awesome. F boy for life, baby. Hey, no, I'm playing. At least, at least you can, at least no, you can I'm say not, it. No, I'm not. I, but honestly, here's the thing. I, yes, I need to figure out my goals and I don't think I know. Professionally, I can tell you every single one of my goals right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, dating, I don't know. I just want to have fun. I just, I don't. Cool. That's what, that, that is your goal in the moment. Yeah. I think we should be more okay with, you know, what do we want to do in the moment? But why do y'all call that a fuckboy out of nowhere then? And y'all just be like, oh, you're a fuckboy then. I'm like, I don't, well, no, I no, just no. can't handle a relationship right now. Well, okay. I think that you have to, you you need to acknowledge that, but you also need to acknowledge your behavior because you do fuckboy behavior. So the issue is when you try to be like, Arguably. no, that's not. That's exactly. <laughs> don't lie about it. Just be honest with yourself and your behavior and what you want in the moment and be cool with it yeah that's that okay but how do you be okay okay exactly Inte you know when she said like this, with integrity i was like exactly Ugh. that's the thing too it's uh. like don't you, if and also you if like we've talked about before if you are going to be the fuck boy then the fuck boy does not get to do the relationshipy things and doesn't get to demand the relationshipy attention but i'm in love but that's that's where <laughs> you need to be better at that's fine i'll get this figured out by my 49th but it's your life thousandth so. birthday do whatever you're gonna do leave me out of it should we tell our listeners my rule with you about hanging out with you and women? Yeah, Jess won't meet anybody. Even the I girl that I was kind of in a relationship no. with, you still wouldn't hang out with her. I was no, like, right, that's weirdo. my rule. I will not. I will not spend any time with a female until that is like you're in a committed relationship. That's my rule. Maybe she don't want to spend time with you. That's Never fine. Think about that. May, yeah, because I don't want anybody asking me for information because that's what happens. Nobody's asking you for shit. Oh, girl. Have about me? No. They've asked you information about me. Because I've drawn, like, that's the thing. I don't want there to be any sort of opportunity in the bathroom. When you go to the bathroom and it's just me sitting there with them. What would they say to you? What would they say? So, How would that conversation so go? Yes, you know. They would look at me because obviously I would know and they would know that I know. And they're just like, yeah, this is some shit, isn't it? And I'll be like, it is some shit. But uh, how's this chips and guac? Am I right? Am I right? You know? Avocados, am I right? Yeah, I don't want any part of that business. Uh, Marissa. What'd she say? Lucino. Tiny T. Um, Tiny T says I fit perfect over in Fent Hill. I think it's probably Fed Hill. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm, I promise you, I'm, I'm responsible. To our podcast fam, it's good to see you. Thanks for listening today. YouTube fam, it's been fun. We'll do it again next week. Logan Yuri and How to Not Die Alone is the book. This is my friend Jess. She has a podcast. Low key, and you can follow me on social at Jess Do It, J E W S D U I T. Fuckboy Cranes, baby. Yeah. <laughs> do it.
Do you, boo boo? Uh-uh. I'm gonna be engaged. I'm gonna be engaged for. Uh, no, I, I don't need to manifest that kind of stuff. And just stop it. Just chill. I'm gonna live my best life, whatever that looks like. There whatever you go. the universe has in store for this guy. That's good. Coming his way. That's good. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. I've got a podcast called Certified Mama's Boy, and I'm that guy Kramer on social media. Make sure that you've uh, you subscribe. You've um, given us a review. Also, if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and come back, and we'll do it again. Good to see you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.